Hi, everyone. It is Nick Bradley here. Welcome to Scale Up for another week. And you know what? I am delighted, absolutely delighted to be able to just do a bit of ranting into the microphone. So this is a non-interview episode of the show. For those of you who have been listening to Scale Up Your Business for some time, you may remember earlier this year, as people were kind of deep in pandemic hell, I was doing a lot of these shorter form episodes called 15 Minutes to Action. And I had lots of people loving those because they could take something quickly and apply it. And when I took a break over the summer to go and spend some time with the family and also to plan Scale Up with Nick Bradley, the new version of the show, I thought, you know what, I'm going to come back and do these even better. So what you're getting now is the first proper one of these in the new format. As I said, they're going to be shorter form. I don't know how long they're going to be. They might be 10 minutes. They might be 20. But I want to focus on a theme each week. And it's a business theme, something that I think is going to help you grow and scale your business. And I may also have, you know, some guests come on when it's not really an interview where we're going deep into someone's journey, but, you know, where I think there's a specialist who can come and help. And we might go backwards and forwards so you can get some pearls of wisdom from the conversation that, again, is going to help you. So today I am going to talk about a pretty, well, pretty important, probably probably the most crucial thing that I see people getting wrong, particularly when they're quite early in their business. But to be frank, it's one of those things that you need to be on top of and thinking about all the way through your journey. So if you're even going into the scale-up phase, uh, even if you're like really close to the exit of your business, you've got to be clear on this one thing, and that is your offer. Yep, your offer. As simple as that. Often the, the most simple things in business are the ones that we neglect. Now, why is that the case? I think sometimes we like to add complexity to things because it makes us feel better. If something's more complex, perhaps it's better than if something's simple. And the first, I suppose, takeaway from today for you is the more simpler you can make something, the better. I've seen that across businesses that have sold for you know, nine figures, 10 figures. I've seen that, you know, when people are raising for investment, try and simplify, try and cut back as opposed to build up. Because quite often as a business grows and scales, we add and that adding is the thing that, that causes problems. It's what causes things to slow down. So simplicity is the key. So today's show, today's episode is inspired by a book I read recently by a guy called Alex Hormozy. And the book is called 100 Million Offers and definitely worth a read. So for all of you out there who think I'm some guru on business and scale up, uh, I've been called that. I sort of don't know how to take it sometimes. Uh, I'm still learning, right? You know, I'm still learning all the time. I'm always reading. I'm looking out there into the business universe, so to speak, and saying, who's doing interesting stuff? And one of the things that's been important on my journey, just to share this with you, is that I came from the world of corporate. You know, private equity wasn't so much corporate, but before that it was corporate. You know, my days in media and education businesses, professional services, all that. And I got quite indoctrinated into what I thought marketing was and wasn't, what I thought sales was and wasn't. And what I found over the last few years is there's a lot more progressive thinking, particularly about how you can get more clients and more cash. And those things, let's let's be really frank, again, they are the lifeblood of a business. Probably the 
two most important problems that an entrepreneur needs to solve and continue to solve if they are going to have a successful business at any point on their journey. So I suggest you read the book by Alex. He, I first heard of him uh, through Russell Brunson. Russell Brunson runs a business called ClickFunnels where it's very, very precise, let's call it direct response marketing. So it's all about copywriting. It's about being clear on who you want to help, uh, what their problem is, all that sort of stuff, which we'll get into shortly. And Alex, he followed some of that methodology from Russell. Well, this is what I understand. And he's created a number of businesses that are doing eight, nine figures because of that philosophy. And his book, if you like, I think takes some of the stuff from Frank Kern, Dan Kennedy, certainly the stuff Russell talks about and just goes deeper and it goes deeper on this this idea of an offer. So one of the things that he says in the book, he starts off, it's a quote by a guy called Travis Jones and it says, make people an offer so good that they would feel stupid saying no. How cool is that? Make people an offer so good that they would feel stupid saying no. So that is where the framing of this comes from. So I want to go into it a little bit today, my perspective on it, as I said, inspired by Alex, just so you can get some tips, some strategies per se to be able to take into your business. And maybe it's time just to go and look at your offer through a different lens. And it might be time to iterate that offer to improve it because an offer can get stale. And that is something that I think people people kind of forget a little bit when they are in, um, in this world of business and they're in the throes of business, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so let's kick this off. What I want to talk about today is how you create a really strong offer. And we must define really what that is. So the first thing I want to say here is an offer is obviously the goods and services that you provide. But it's more than that. It's it's how you accept payment for those goods and services. So it does include how you price. I'm not going to get into pricing today. I'll do a separate episode on that in the near future. But it's also the terms of the agreement. So it's how you are going to transact with the person that you are helping, the person who is going to buy your, your product, your service to assist them on their journey. So it goes without saying then that you know, if you are going to convince someone to part with their hard-earned cash, the offer must be fantastic. It must be standing for you to do well. I've never forgotten what one of my mentors said to me years ago is never underestimate what it takes to pry some cash from someone's hands, right? <laughs> now, it's an emotional thing as much as it can be a rational thing. So you should never underestimate how important it is to get the details right around that sort of thing, okay? So one of the other things to think about when you're creating an offer is that the value that you are putting forward must exceed the price. So if you are not doing that, this is, again, another one of those things to probably note down in your journal if you're listening and writing, as you should be. Have a think about if you're finding it hard to sell the product or service that you have, if you're finding that you're getting too many objections all the time, you have to try and convince someone to buy, then there is an issue with the value exchange. Like you're not, you're not being clear enough about the value and therefore the value actually may not be as good as the price you are charging. So you've always got to have value that exceeds price. And if you don't do that, you are going to get into this kind of, it's called a race to the bottom where 
if you can't articulate value to whoever else that you are, to whoever you are trying to sell to, to appeal to, then they're going to buy on price and they're going to look around to someone else who's offering something similar to you that is potentially offering a lower price. And that's what's called a race to the bottom. Because if you can't differentiate your offer in a compelling way, in a remarkable way, then price is the only thing that's going to happen. You are going to be eroding your margins in your business and therefore you're not going to have a business <laughs> for too long. Obviously, if you're in a market where it's commoditized, where, you know, like milk, for example, or bread, where it's hard to differentiate all the time, you know, and therefore it does, you know, it is a price-led market, then you have to have high volumes and you have to have other things in play like partnerships, like, you know, retail partnerships with a big grocer, for example, or grocery chain to be able to make that business work. But a lot of the businesses that come to me, they're trying to create these remarkable value propositions and all that. I often say that you've got to be very, very clear that you are offering something that is unique. So therefore, price is not the thing that's going to be the derailer for you. So what constitutes a great offer? So for me, it's where there are no other products or services like it. So customers cannot go elsewhere to get the same thing, right? It has to have an unmatchable value proposition. So that's the combination of all the things that make up the offer, which we'll get into. It should have a premium price. So you want to have a price that's at the top of the market because the value that you are exchanging cannot be gotten anywhere else. And I believe, and not everyone does this, so this is another thing to take note of, you should have an unbeatable guarantee that basically gets you paid and gets you new customers. So a lot of people are afraid to offer a guarantee. And what I say to them is, well, then you don't have confidence or certainty around the product or service you're offering. Okay. So if you are really helping someone and you're not selling snake oil in inverted commas, as I do that <laughs> into the microphone, my hands are doing the inverted commas symbol here, then you don't have certainty around what you're doing. So you may need to think about the product and service and what it does. My view is that if you want to build an outstanding business, one that can create, you know, maybe an exit for you, a life-changing exit, you've got to be offering that value and it needs to work, right? What you're selling needs to work. The days of, you know, buyer beware, caveat emptor and all that sort of stuff, they're long gone, long gone. Okay, so when you're thinking about those components, there are four ways that you can boost value and you can drive sales. One is to create scarcity. So again, if, if a product or service, there isn't many of them, then that can create demand oversupply. So that happens all the time with things like Rolex watches. They might only have a certain number of a, of a release that's coming out a limited edition. So that's creating scarcity. If, if someone wants that, and there isn't many around, it can it can influence them to take action. Another is urgency. So if something is time bound, so for example, I've just done this recently, you know, tax year end in one of my businesses, uh, I, I wanted to kind of invest some money from that, which I could do to leverage the way that I sort of manage capital gains and tax and all that. I needed to make those investments before the end of that year. So there was urgency in me to make that decision. Now, that same philosophy can be applied to anything. If if you have to, a, a time-bound offer, so something runs out, you know, a, bit, a little bit like um, uh, Black Friday, which is coming up shortly here, you know, there's only a certain amount of time that the offer is available. So that creates urgency, which can, again, influence sales. And then you, you can also offer around the core offer 
bonuses and guarantees. Bonuses are things that people are going to get which are an add-on, if you like, which increase the value. And guarantees, we talked about, it's the certainty that what they're buying you know, hasn't got risk. So if you can remove the risk of purchase from someone, back to the quote that I said at the very, very beginning, you know, making an offer so good that someone feels silly saying no to it, then all of these things are going to increase the chance of you driving sales and conversion. And just one point that I'm really passionate about is you should never discount, in my opinion, you should never discount your main offer, but you should add greater value to it. Now, there are exceptions to that where you have one-off price promotions and things like that, but there are you know, literally case studies after case studies of, of businesses that have gone down the discounting promotion route and all of a sudden they make their audience, they make their customer base attuned or trained to look for promotions. So what is that saying about the the quality of their product, the quality of their offer? It's not that great, right? Because, you know, they're prepared to drop 25% off. So you can use those things now and then, but I prefer to say, how can I add more? How can I help you more? Whatever that is versus saying, hey, right now it's, you know, 20% off, 50% off or something like that. So it's just something to keep in the back of your mind. I do appreciate it depends on your business model. But if I go back to what I said at the beginning, you know, you want to be operating in a non-commoditized way. It's, it's sometimes called the blue ocean. There's no competition because your offer is so clear, the value is so clear, versus the red ocean where there's blood in the water, the fish are all fighting for a scarce amount of food. And in that market, it's very, very hard to compete effectively and certainly to be sustainable. So let's go through, as I said, these aren't going to be massively long uh, episodes, but you can tell I'm enjoying this, right? <laughs> so let's go through how do you how do you create a really strong offer? So the first thing is, and I've said this consistently, so this is a bit of a, you know, going back, maybe a bit of um, remedial school of scale up your business, but you've got to be clear on who you want to serve. So niche, 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 niche. The, the riches are in the niches. I hate the word niche, but you get it. The, 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 the idea is you want to go deeper and deeper on who you want to serve you don't want to sort of get distracted by just trying to be a generalist. Generalists don't make money unless they've got scale and the world has changed. So you want to niche down. You want to mean a lot to someone, not a little to everyone. Okay. So once you're clear on that, you have to understand what is the outcome that they want. What is the dream outcome? So in, in my business, my core coaching consultancy business, the people who come to us are usually seven-figure business owners who want to exit their business uh, for you know an eight-figure, sometimes a nine-figure sum, okay, at some point in the future. So we call that a life-changing exit. They're gonna they're gonna create something that's gonna be sold for a lot of money. That's gonna create freedom, wealth, and impact. And the stuff that I've done in private equity, I know that I can help almost any business that's at seven figures currently do that within three years, within thirty-six months. Okay, so I'm super clear on who I want to serve, and I'm super clear on what they want to achieve. That life-changing exit. Then what you need to do is you have to list out all of the problems that that person, that that client, that ideal customer in that niche may face, and you have to accommodate them. So if your if your ultimate or their ultimate goal is a life changing exit, you know to use my example, what are all the things that could happen on that journey that could cause that not to happen? Okay, so it could be that, you know, they, they're not good enough. They need to build a better team. It could be that they haven't got predictable flow of revenue. They, it could be that they, they don't know how to scale their operations and processes to automate, to take out cost. So there's lots of different things 
that they may say, you know what, that's what I, I, they're my problems. I don't know how to solve those problems. And then what you've got to do is you've got to list all the solutions. So if you think about it, you've listed all the problems that your potential customer faces. Now you've got to li- create a list of solutions and think about that in, how, in a sort of a how-to framework. So how to create predictable revenue, how to automate systems and processes, how to drive greater efficiency, how to become a better leader, how to uh, you know, build a culture that drives value. So, so when you think of it in that way, and, and a lot of people don't go deep enough, that's why I wanted to do this episode on how deep you have to go in to create a great offer, is you want to then think, God, you know, I've now covered everything. So if someone came to me and said, listen, I like what you do, but I'm not sure, you have thought about, firstly, all of the things that could cause them to have doubts, and you've thought of all of the things that you can offer, you can help that are going to create a solution for that. Okay, can you see how powerful that is? People just don't, you know, you know, they have their strategy days, they have all these sessions, but they just do not go deep enough. And it's in the depth that you will get more certainty. You'll be able to position your products and services, your offer better, and that makes it much easier for someone to say yes. You know, when you when you present that offer in a way that's going to 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 help them. Okay, so there's quite a lot in that. But hopefully you can sort of see that it's very, very important to be able to go wide before you go deep. Now, the last thing that I quite liked, you know, from what Alex said, actually, and and some of the stuff he said I've been doing for a long time, but I like the framing, is that once you've gone wide, you've got to, he uses the term trim and stack. The idea is that you don't have to do everything, right? You have to, you know, choose one lane and then go out there and position it. But your offer has to be super clear on those things so that you're not trying to do everything at once. You're not trying to solve every problem. You know, you know their dream, you know their problems. But what are the biggest problems? What's the top two or three biggest problems that if you could solve them and you can articulate that in your offer through your marketing or whatever activity you're doing is going to drive that that conversion, that sale. Okay, you with me? All good. All right. So I'm going to finish off by saying, how do you how do you put this all together? Right. So we've we've listed quite a few different things here. We said, how do you actually build the offer? Well, firstly, you start with the, the customer, list the problems, list the solutions, and then you then you choose how you're going to package all that up. But the way to do this is you firstly think about what is what is that one thing that they are trying to create? Who's that for? Give them a goal or, or certainly a pathway to achieving that result. Indicate a time. Time's important here. So if, if you're presenting an offer, how quickly, how much precision is it going to take for someone to get to it? Okay, so if it's going to take forever and there's someone, your competitor down the road can do it quicker you know, than you, then that's an issue, right? So you want to be clear on, on the time frame. Uh, and you want to be able to to present it in a way which is going to be um, helpful and acceptable to them. So if I go back to mine, just as an example, so I will say, I help business founders create a life-changing exit within 36 months. Okay, so what have I done there? Business founders, ultimately business owners is our avatar. That's who we work with. What's the dream? A life-changing exit. What's the time frame within 36 months? Now, if we want to go a little bit deeper than that, right, we would also say it's, um, 
you know, how do you do that? How do you actually, you know, create that, Nick? That sounds all really interesting, but exactly, you know, how are you going to pull that together? So the thing that we focus a lot on, and again, people who've listened to the podcast for a long time, know it's through acquisitions. The quickest way to scale a business is through acquisitions. So that's the way that we do it. But I don't have to get into that at the front end of the offer because the front end of the offer is really about them and about what they want to achieve. Okay, so you're still with me? And if I go a little bit deeper, the biggest fear that someone has, a seven-figure business owner, business founder would have, is they don't want to mess it up, right? They don't want to mess it up. So if I was going to pull all this together and package it in a headline, it would be how to scale your business to a life-changing exit fast without having to spend another dollar on sales and marketing. So that's where the acquisitions piece comes in and without messing things up, okay? And then if I wanted to pull that together even further, I could say, are you a business, are you the owner of a business currently generating between 2 million and 10 million in annual revenue? Are you fed up with slow growth, trying to win one new customer at a time? Would you like to scale your business to a life-changing exit within the next 36 months? Then that's it. I package that all up and then I have an offer that could be an education thing. It could be something else. Okay, so there you go. 20 minutes today or thereabouts uh, going a bit deeper into offers. There's a lot in this. If you take one thing away, I just want you to go away and look at what you're putting out into the market. And going back to what I said beforehand, you know, that fantastic quote by, um, by Travis, which is just cool. Is, you know, you've got to be able to make people an offer so good that they feel stupid saying no. If you're not doing that, it opens up a whole heap of other problems. And you know what? I just don't want you to do that. I want you to build a great business. I want you to build a valuable business. I want that to be as easy as possible for you. So maybe now is the time to take another look. So that's it for today. Back back on the mic. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you've got any other areas in business that you want me to go a little bit deeper into, as I said, I'm going to come back and do something on pricing very soon. Get in touch with me, you know, join the, the community, uh, send me a message on LinkedIn, on Instagram, whatever else. I'm always happy to serve you and I'm always happy to answer your questions the best way I can. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Scale Up with Nick Bradley. If you've enjoyed the show just as much as I've enjoyed creating it for you, then I'd really appreciate you leaving a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And while you're there, why not subscribe to the channel so you never miss a future episode? It really helps me, it helps the show, plus it makes it easier for others to access the content that I'm producing week in and week out. And finally, if you want more information about anything that you heard in today's show, to find out how you can join our community on Facebook or to find out how you can get more help in scaling up your business and your life, click the link in the show notes now.